When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the DNBR Avalanche Podcast. I'm Eric. We have my good friend, AJ, in a great mood. We have Bruto. Terrible mood. Always in a terrible mood. <laughs> Kidding. So sullen. And we have Tiff, right? Hello. Our producer. No, don't acknowledge Tiff. Extraordinaire. Whoa. That's calling no. names. It's calling us today, names guys. right now. No, Tiff and I are fighting. Calling HR. That is not right. She is calling mm-hmm. us names. Um, great day today. Um, it's awesome after a victory, right? You lose. I hate to say the word lose three in a row because was it? Well, I mean, they it, got it was points in two of those. Yeah, three games. victory Wednesday. Two. Yeah, you know, it's just I hate to call those things losses. Yeah, it's weird. Skills to say, competition lie. I don't like. It's, it. it's weird to say that they lost three in a row, but also they've gotten four out of their last eight points. That's my <laughs> point. Yeah. So it's you know it's fine. Um. Didn't sound too good in the morning yesterday morning with Makar out and, you know, Cogliano out and obviously Gabe and Sammy being out. Or is there exactly <laughs> your friend, 92, and then Sammy being out and then uh, what I else? Wish, oh, no, Val not feeling yeah, Val, good. And Val and couldn't go. Probably yeah. was going to be good. And next thing you know, game time wasn't good. It was how did, I, I'm curious. I know things might have changed quite a bit because the world has changed quite a bit. Yeah. But when you were playing and you were sick like that, did you just like go in and did he just like feed you an IV bag for like an hour? Or? Yeah. Well, there's there's two things, right? Is yeah. Old school is a little different. And I'm not. We were talking to Tiff and I earlier, uh, bagging on the new school. But was she being mean to you? No. No, well, that must is, be nice. There was just, we were so naive and we were so ignorant about injuries and stuff. And, yeah. you know, it was more like you didn't want to tell anyone anything, uh, which was two parts, right? It was, it's bad for you later on, right? Because it can mm-hmm. be, you know, just use concussions, for example. Right? Oh, totally. It can be bad for you. Or, you know, but even something as simple as being sick and next thing you know, you're getting everybody else sick. And But you're trying to do the right thing because you're trying to be a warrior and you want to go to the rink, don't want to tell anyone. And But really, you have a 103-degree fever and you know, next thing you know, you're getting everybody else sick. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a little different nowadays. I think they want you to come to the forefront. You know, they want you to be honest right away. They want you to tell them. And one thing that hasn't changed is there's guys that can play with pain. There's guys that can't. And that's... I mean, that's okay. That That's just, you know, that's not, you're not going to change that. We, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if we've ever talked on air about it before, but certainly we've talked about it between ourselves. You do feel like if Kale McCarr feels like he's 80%, he tends to pull himself out. He tends to not sure, go. Sure. Yeah. And for me, that's a player's decision. Oh, I, totally. That is, not, that is not a criticism of Kale McCarr. That is just saying. What? He doesn't want to do it. Yep. If he's, if he's at 80% and he says, no, thank you. It's fine. But yeah. That, for, I have no one, problem with it. For one regular season game, it's it's fine. And compared to the other side of the lever where if Andrew Cogliano is 2%, that dude is going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, this guys, that's why. Uh, Timestamp, Kale McCarr is a baby. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 
All right. It's not just combative with us, apparently. <laughs> now, um, now I'm, Kill Bakar is caught in the crossfire of Tiff's rampage. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So it's a little, but there's some guys that can play with pain. And there's guys that not only that they can't, but their 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 performance is going to stink. You know what I mean? Like, and, and you don't want that, right? You don't want that. You want to make sure that yeah. if, if, if cogs can play with pain and everything, and then you, you don't know the difference, then that's awesome. Yeah. But if you if you say to people <laughs> like, oh, I can play with pain, and then you just absolutely like dog shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's not fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then you're re- really a nuisance to your team. So, you know, again, it looked like yesterday was going to be a little bit like, you know, of a ham sandwich, and it, and it sure was. You know, you had Tatar that was going to be a scratch, I think, because he stayed on the ice later at pregame skate next thing you know he's in the lineup so you know obviously all the lines were all different and you know which was awesome they were unique they were unique and sometimes you have to adapt and that's the beautiful thing about the abs these last few years is they've never used anything as an excuse you know um even the la game we were all saying like god these guys are dead tired you know what i mean like they can just you know get it through and then you can see they ran out of gas in the third but not once did you hear the coaching staff say oh i'm missing a few guys and we're tired yeah so, I mean, I thought yesterday was the, was the perfect remedy to get back on the W column. And uh, so, just to follow up on my question, yeah, when you were sick yeah. as a player, sorry, yes, yeah, and when you go into yes. the rink, do they just give you an IV and they just like try to flush it yeah, out? Yeah, I think there's so much smart, quick as possible. Smart now. They, they, first of all, they want you to get out of there. I think you know, <laughs> don't learn, infect learn, everybody learn, else. Learn a lot through COVID, right? You know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. I think there's a lot of. Uh, learning methods or mechanisms. So, I mean, they want you out of there as quick as possible. And then, uh, you know, then be honest with them. They might send you to the, you know, Rose Hospital or whatever, you know. Hey, there are mobile sorry, IVs sorry, now. You, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. you, you um, can call them in. Yeah, you can, I mean, there's so many things they can I mean, do. I, mobile I, IVs know. are expensive for me, but when you yeah. have a $6 million contract, yeah. so guys you can are, be like. Yeah, and then I'm sure that's what they did with Val. And next thing you know, he wasn't good enough to. Yeah. And, and you know. We all know when you have a fever, you don't feel right. You don't even want to eat, let alone go play a hockey game and all that stuff. So too true. You know what I mean? And, and then you don't want to drag it and you know keep going. But it looks like the last few games there's been something going around the, the room, and mm-hmm. you know I, it sure but looks like it. You know, it's a conversation we Just have a lot with original props to Megan too. for that yeah, as well, no, who had that before that they left out. Yeah. It, it, and go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just gonna say we talk about it all the time. This is one of those things where it's December fifth. Yeah. If it's April twentieth. That dude is playing for sure. Oh, that's yeah. 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 If it's Kale, if it's game you know, one of the postseason, yeah. you're like, yeah, Kale McCarr's 80%. And he's like, 80% is 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I got a question, though, because Rudo's usually the conductor. You know what I mean? We have a super chat. Do we go to it? Or do Later. We, we usually do we it wait? at the end. I got yeah. you. All right. That's fine. Fine. You see, that's why you ask. Got to learn. Ask, then, learn on the fly. Yeah. Uh, but to get back to last night, though, I mean, um, we can talk a little bit. Uh, that was roughing, by the way. Yeah, that was roughing. <laughs> I learned that last night. What well, you just did with your hands, that was roughing. But I'll throw you on the left, my left winger here. Uh, you know, what did you think about the penalty there on, on obviously, Olofsson and Dermy there that put them on five on three? What's your take on it? After going back and watching through it, yeah. not only is the Dermy penalty stupid, the Logan O'Connor penalty roughing was also stupid. <laughs> Thank you. 
Like that one wasn't even a penalty, let alone the, the McDermott one was far less and wasn't a penalty. We talk we talk about optics calls a lot. Yeah. And I think the LOC for one sure. because he puts them in the headline well, I get it, because but, Max Jones was hurt and yeah, did not play for the rest had of the game. Nothing like, to do with LOC really, but Right. But I think because Jones stayed down on the ice, they were like, We've got to call something here. Yeah. Like there was just a big hit, LOC like pseudo jumped a guy. <laughs> And so I think that was an optics call. That was we call we call it all the time. It's game management. I, You're trying to keep it from it, getting out of hand. And in the moment, I can live with the LOC one. After the fact, I don't love it, but I can live with it. Yeah. yeah. The Dermy one is ridiculous. That yeah. cannot be a penalty in this league. It cannot be. Yes. My the, right winger. What do you think? And I agree. At, at the same time, you do look at McDermott, and you. What we ended up getting to on the pod last night was kind of. Where Bednar was too, where it was like, look, he just can't go over there in that situation and start the scrum. Yeah, you which which you can totally understand. There's nothing going on. The penalty has been called. Everybody's just chilling, and McDermott goes over and he he gives the kid a little bit. I mean, he makes contact with him. He does physically touch him. Yeah, and that's about the it's, end of what it's happens. Really, there. not a big deal. <laughs> I know that there were Ducks fans in my mentions last night who were like, if somebody did that to Nathan McKinnon, I was like, yeah, right. Nathan McKinnon would stand up for himself and just do something about it. Like, chances are Nathan McKinnon would take that bait and end up in the box himself. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's just crazy like that. So, and and my frustration ended up being that uh, Leo Carlson was no wallflower there. He tried what? There's a ref in between him. Like, he's trying that, to throw a punch. He conveniently is like, oh, there's a ref between us. All right. Oh, I'll, yeah. uh, I'll it, pot you a little it, bit. Right. He's <laughs> like, all right, there's a man between me and this mountain. And yeah. so I'm going to try and shout at the mountain. <laughs> and it was just that. I, I think that was extra. I said this last night. It was extra salt in the wound when he was the guy who scored. Yeah. Because it was like, he's no innocent in this. Like, the way that it starts, it's 100% on McDermott. But after it starts, give me a break. It's a scrum in the NHL. Guys are just mad at each other. I, no, did, did anyone find this, by the way? Because I still haven't seen the an too many angle. Men? Yeah. I know. I, was, I tried. too many men. Is it? Is okay. it? Oh, so it's not even a makeup? I went back and looked out. They didn't even have to try. The ducks are just dumb. <laughs> it was six dudes. <laughs> But anyway, you knew it was it was six big guys. You knew they were gonna have a makeup call anyway, right? I mean, I, if it wasn't that, they were calling something. We were I mean, we were talking about it that they were going 100%. to look for something, and the ducks were just like here yeah. on a silver platter is yeah. a wonderful call for you to make. I just, I mean, just to get back to that play too, I thought it was, it, it, it's a reputation call. Yeah, I mean, like Bed, Bednar said after the game. I mean, what's he gonna say? He's like, yeah, I just didn't like. Curtis going over there, and but you know what? Curtis is a is a is a good teammate. He is an honest player. He's never been. Uh, Why don't you keep it down over there? Yeah, <laughs> calling you names. He's never been a guy that's you know grabbed the star on the other team, and he's not like that. Curtis McGill yeah. is a fair player. He's an honest player. Well, and um, I I really do think that there was a conversation for him to go over there and say, "Look, kid, you can't go down that easy like that." In this something happened, and he because goes there. Olafson trips him, but yeah. he goes down. <laughs> super easily there but anyway i mean you, and you, you, it takes away from freddie olsen can't do that you're oh, a fourth line guy totally that in a third period bad. of a game and you cannot make that penalty and it continues the because up until that point i thought freddie olsen had played much better than in recent yeah. games 
struggle. This this continues the the theory of like Freddie Olsen's really struggling, and it's papered over by other things happening around around him. Yeah, people want to talk about Tomas Tatar. I think the Jonathan Duran conversation is quieted a little bit for a few games here. I I tweeted out last night. He has seven points in his. Last 13 games. I would argue it's almost swung the other way with Druin, to be honest. But it's, I mean, just with the Druin thing, it's it's gotten to the point where, regardless of you're overreacting to it, uh, there's no more of this. Jonathan Druin should be healthy scratch for stuff. Sure. For sure. He needs no. to be in the lineup. Yeah. He's earned that and he's played his way into that. Tatar is still a work in progress and where is he fit? And it's looking more and more like this is going to be Vegas Tatar than Montreal Tatar, which is really big disappointment. Um, and you wonder what's up with that 1.5 million. You know, yeah. what does, what did the abs do? They're not getting their money's worth there right now. How much longer can they sit on it? Exactly. How much longer do they continue to let this go? Um, we'll see. But with Frederick Olofsson, you are saying like fourth line center is like, we talk about, oh, it's hard to find certain positions, hard to find two Cs. Where are readily available two Cs just in the NHL? Teams, not just guys that fit your team and fit your style but and fit your salary structure, but are on teams that are willing to give them up. Like, that's a much harder thing to fill. Four C is not. And, and Frederick Olofsson, we've talked about this a little more recently, but Frederick Olofsson, again, with that penalty last night, put his team in a bad position. And it got papered over because of the five on three and the McDermott's involvement involvement in all of that. But that's a bad penalty for him to be taking. You need your fourth line center. You cannot lose in the defensive zone. You need to, yeah. you need to not be giving up goals against, you can't be taking penalties. Boom. And those are the, those are like the two mortal sins of fourth line guys in the NHL. You will not continue to be in the lineup. So, again, there are bigger problems on the roster right now. Yeah. But you are looking at Frederick Olofsson and saying, if we get these other issues cleared up, this is becoming this is becoming a problem for them. Yeah. I, I get Ben Myers isn't everyone's favorite option, but he's playing pretty well in the AHL right now. The problem is that he's not Jared Bednar's favorite option. I get it. But how many more games a week Frederick Olofsson can you get before you have to say, look, we got to try this guy? Well, I mean, yeah, we were talking about that. Was it yesterday or, you know, same thing about Tatar, you know, yep. where the, at some point I'm the one that said it yesterday where it's, or two days ago, it's, it doesn't seem to be a fit. And that doesn't mean the player is a bad player. That doesn't mean that uh, the organization is, you know, not treating him fairly. It's just been a yeah. weird fit. It's just, it hasn't worked out so far. How long can that, I don't know. For me, it would yeah. probably be now. You know what I mean? Before it's too late. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I still think he can help an NHL team. I still think he's a good NHL player. He's a good person. He's a smart player. Well, and if you um, if you really dig into the video of Tatar, it's not that it's gone so poorly either. <laughs> it's not like there's been nothing. He has been really snake bit to start the year. Yeah. And he's had low ice time. The guys like Nathan McKinnon, when he had two goals through January or whatever of last season. Yeah. You know why that turned around? Because he played 22 minutes a night. Also, he's Nathan McKinnon. Tomas Tatar <laughs> isn't. But when you're playing nine, eight, nine minutes per game, it's really hard for you to overcome. You get one really good scoring chance in that, and you don't capitalize on it for whatever That's reason. It. You're done. Yeah. It's really hard to overcome that. And he's not a guy, you know, as good as he is defensively, as smart as he is, 
that's not a guy that's going to find success on a fourth line. He's yeah. just not that way. And where you're talking about where the fit ended up weird, where the avalanche fell into something was with Logan O'Connor next to Miles Wood and Ross Colton. You have yeah. a turbocharged third line that you love. You love the way they play the game together. You love the way that they've produced. Yeah. You know that that's going to be when you're healthy. That's a line. And you know that you've got some combination of Nathan McKinnon and Nico Rantanen in your top six. When you're healthy, Nachushkin and Lekkinen are there. Ryan Johansson is somewhere in this mix. He just is. And now Jonathan Duran has played his way into a job. That doesn't leave a lot of room for Tomas Tatar. And the combinations that they've tried, find name one of them that has gone really well. For more than maybe a shift or two. Yeah. It it's been a problem. Been, it hasn't been it's, it's been a problem. It hasn't been there. And then for me, that's why I, I go back to it. I, I don't think he's washed up. He had a great season last year. That's 20 games ago. You know what I mean? This is not yeah. five years ago. It was 20 games ago. He had a great season. On, yeah. on a very good New Jersey double team. Yeah. I mean. Where he was, uh, he was on the second power play unit, which right now it's hard to say that that's a valuable skill <laughs> because the second power play unit's not play. getting on the ice during games. And four seconds a night. You know? He was, you know, he scored a handful of empty net goals to get to that 20 mark. But as much as you can dismiss it and say, man, they're empty net goals. How many times would you like to wish to have one of those at the end of a game? Every single time. Every time that a team pulls its goaltender, you want to score and say, all right, now we're one more ahead. You're not winning this game. Literally last night. <laughs> right. And you were, he was, he was on the ice. Yep. Yeah. And it's, it's not so he can go out there and score goals and do that. It's because he's a smart player. As you mentioned, exactly. he's a smart player. He understands the job. He understands it. We did criticize him a little bit last night for one play that he made sure. on, no. with the empty net. But I do think that right now, when you look at this hockey team, the number one thing that you say this isn't working, it's Tomas Tatar. Once again, they continue to make hay on defense. I have no idea. Every year, guys on their defense get hurt. Every year, they end up in a, in a hilarious undermanned situation. Jack Johnson plays 22 minutes a night. That's completely fine. No complaints. St steps no, into the moment, and you're just like, what? Okay. But I, I, to get back to Tatar, too. Ask me how many I got in my career. How many? Empty netters. You know, zero. There's a reason. I wasn't <laughs> That's because my man over here earned all of them. <laughs> no freebies. I wasn't out there. And there's a reason. So Thomas Tatar, <laughs> when you're out there, there's 20 guys on a bench, right? You're one of the six that usually, you know, again, especially last year, uh, is being asked to get on the ice to, to protect the lead and to make a smart play. And then, sure, you got the empty netter. Awesome. But... That's because you're a trusted player because you're a very smart and very high IQ player. So to close it on Tatar, like, mm. I don't think he's washed up. I think that, you know, if it doesn't work out here, I'm sure it will work out somewhere else um, because he's not. It's not like all of a sudden he's out of shape and uh, he's gotten injured and he's just not the same. Right now, he's just fighting it. He's gripping the stick a little yeah. bit. If it's not here, it could be somewhere else. I think it'll be just fine. 700 NHL games played. You have 720 goal seasons. If somebody calls up the Avalanche and they say, hey, what's going on with Tatar? The Avalanche can honestly just say, look, run your checks. Yeah. Do your background. Do, you know, look, talk to your analytics department. Your analytics department will tell you. He hadn't been bad for us. He's just right. been a little snake bit. Yeah. Our coach, our coach hasn't really found a home for him. It's just been kind of an awkward fit. It hasn't worked as well as we were hoping. 
you know, but he's still Tomas Tatar. He's this is still this is still a good hockey player. It just hasn't quite worked. I mean, that's not gonna be you're not gonna get a second round pick for him or anything. No, no. Let's not let's not be crazy. If they would make that trade right Today. now. Yeah. <laughs> Do it because you know that they're not keeping that second round pick. They hate second round picks. So you know, I I would say in the absence of a deal, you just keep trying to, you just keep, keep at it. Cause it, it does feel like he's pushing on the, the glass ceiling right now. Yeah. He does feel like he's pushing on it right now because yeah. there've been way too many good chances in the last, even in the last two weeks. Yeah. I mean, it feels like a lifetime ago, but the Vasi incredible save on him yeah, yeah. is like a week ago. Yep. So, you know, it's, it's, he's right there. Like he's, he's right there. And, you know, he had a, he had a odd man rush in LA. He had a chance last night. Like there are chances there. It's just, it's just hasn't quite happened. When he scores the goal, I said this last night, but when he scores the goal, that's the kind of guy that you're going to see it come off of him. And when he loosens up a little bit, that's a guy who might go on a four goals in five games kind of run. Yep. Just to wrap up last night's game, though, you, you know, you got two, three comments. I'll, I'll, I'll go first. I'm very critical lately of McKinnon in the sense that, you know, I, I know he's putting up points. I know that. But Nate's one of the best players in the league, and I just haven't seen that the last few games. But last night, i tell you one thing. I saw it. I saw it from the get-go. He was going. He was on pucks. He was hungry. He made people around him better. Look who he gets his assists to. Made McDermott. Be I mean, he has, he has primary assists to Curtis McDermott and Logan O'Connor. If you want to talk about making guys around you better, that's it. So I thought that he was awesome. Mm. Uh, I, I I didn't like Miko's game again. Do I think uh, I like Miko's leadership a little bit? Uh, being very nice to to all. I saw that on the chat earlier, and I noticed that too last game. He was very. Good to Oscar. You know what I mean? Like, just kind of, yep. you know, I, I saw that, saw the same thing that I don't remember what we saw in the chat there a couple of Hey, we're ago. getting crushed together. Yeah. <laughs> we're in this together, yeah. buddy. That's okay. But he was there. You know what I mean? Like a fin to a sweet. You know what I mean? Like, it's nice. It's not always there. You Extended know? the olive branch. Yes. I wonder and, uh, if he spoke Finnish to him. We can talk about that later, but Miko's going to go off tomorrow. Miko's going to go off tomorrow. So I, I thought Mac went yesterday. Miko's going off tomorrow. Um, Love the back end, you know, like we talked about. I thought Josh Manson was a monster. He was awesome. Like you said, Jack Johnson was as good as he can play. Um, I, I really don't know how you ask for more from no, Jack Johnson. No. And I really, I'm liking Sam Malinsky. I like when he when he's out there. I do. I think he's capable of more. Yeah. Um, I he do was, believe this is an NHL player. No, I'm but I'm just saying like he, he was not great last night, but yeah. we have a we have more of a body of work to know that yes. hey, if that's the worst that he plays, he's gonna be a good fine. player. He's gonna be fine. Um obviously we can talk about that's the bowl play games. that we all know that you know he was at practice today and you know, whatever. I mean, it is what it is. I think he'll be fine tomorrow. Uh, it sounds just, encouraging enough, yeah. but the abs we've also seen the abs have been very cautious with this over the last yeah. couple of years, saying we don't we aren't so desperate for wins. I'm, I'm going to take a side swipe here, and I'm sorry. We're not the Arizona Coyotes. We don't need to try and win every single game so badly that we have to f- push a guy into a lineup maybe a game sooner. Yeah. Well, I, I'm not against it. I was talking to Tiff earlier. It's 3 nothing at the time. Was she being mean against? to you? No. I'm just kidding. She was. He talks to me so much because I validate his feelings. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that. 
Wow. But it was three nothing at the time, yeah. right? You know, I don't it's like in between this implication. Periods. He's like, you know what? Let's not take a chance. That's the way I see it. And I'm knocking on wood and making sure that, you know, everything's good with Bo. The Evs just won a game missing half their top 4D. Two and a half of them. Bo missed half the game. Yeah. I mean, uh, essentially three. And you're, we know Kale's close. He'll probably be back, if not in the next game, the game after. Yeah. If Bo has to sit out an extra game, who cares? That's that's my point. I, I, yeah. I, I, the decision was three nothing at the who time. Do, who do they play? Winnipeg. Uh, your team. It, it's Winnipeg and then Philly AHA's on Saturday. And then Calgary next week? Yeah, don't rush him. It's fine. <laughs> so we'll, we'll talk about that on on the on the second uh, segment there. So let me see this right here. You guys are gonna laugh at me when I do my Rudo reads here. There are no the only Rudo does a Rudo read. <laughs> you do Eric reads. I do Eric reads, yeah, which is really different. Convince which... someone that you're talking about balls, so it's balls. not a Rudo yeah. read. Man, I'm glad you weren't around for that. No, <laughs> I had to be on my toes every day. <laughs> But the show is brought to you by Bet365, right? At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. Neither do Rudo and AJ. Sometimes Tiff does. We don't. Uh, we Tiff believe only does ordinary. Sport. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We believe that every sport Validate should, be that, sucker. <laughs> should be epic. Every touchdown, every game, every point, every play. From the moment that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Get a better price on chosen markets for select games with Bet365 Boost or Bet365 Super Boost. You can even get in our very own custom bet. Keep an eye out each week for new bets on Bet365.com. Ride with DNVR and place your bets using code DNVR365 at sign up. Must Oops. be 21 plus and physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. So call or text 1-800-G-A-M-B-L-E-R. Those custom bets are cool. I've won, I've won some money on those. Rudo's been hot this past week. Yeah, you want to talk been about a gambling right. problem. Doing okay. Whatever Rudo has right now is the opposite <laughs> yeah. of a gambling problem. Gambling success. And for the record, we love Tiff. We're just messing around with Tiff. Uh, I feel it. She's the best. And <laughs> <laughs> we're brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery. So Breck Brew has a beer for any occasion, and there is no better way to watch a game than having some Breck Brew. Breck Brew has been doing it for over 33 years, and it all comes down to their love and passion for making good beer check out their christmas ale which has a new recipe this season for just six dollars at dnvr bar head to breckbrew.com and use the beer locator to find it at a local liquor store near you did you guys hear what the beer of the month is no what is it it's the christmas ale oh nice sneaky little seven percenter there it is 7.1 percent you can nice. get it when you come for the takeover. It's gonna be fun. You so, always, you always say that if you want pizza, you go to Pizza Hut. That's right. If you want beer, you go to Breck Brew. Exactly. <laughs> I like it. It's like the slot in the in front of the net. There, that's where you go get your beer. <laughs> well, second period of the DNBR percent Yeah. Podcast. What did we say? Oh, what's ahead? What's ahead here? We were just getting ahead there with AJ's Winnipeg Jets, his favorite team. Why do you guys do this to me? Team. Um, 
Just loves them secretly. Um, there's no, there's so let's no talk secret. a little bit. What's coming up? What is this? A five home game, five, uh, game, five home game home stand. Yeah. So obviously one and zero. Who's the fifth game? I always I can't I remember. Don't remember either because it, it goes one to pick Philly, Calgary. Yep. And then the fifth game is the one that I always forget. That, that's further than a week away. So Buffalo. sorry, I can't. Buffalo. <laughs> oh no, Buffalo. we're gonna get we're gonna get Buffalo just when Tage comes back. Very cool. Buffalo. Didn't Tage come back last night? And and Tuck because he's out for yeah. the next week. Yeah. So, and now Eric Robinson apparently. <laughs> so that's a personal affront to me. AJ's not going to sleep tonight about Eric Robinson. Yes. He's upset. I've yeah. lost a lot of sleep over my life because of Eric Robinson love. <laughs> um, well, let's talk a little bit. What's coming up? Obviously, I think it's important. You make hay on your homestand there. Yep. Uh, they're 9 and 2 at home. Um, it just, I don't know, it's just so much more simple to play at home than to get on the bird and go and bust. And, you know, like I said, at the start of the year, I think it's good for camaraderie. But I also believe that it's huge around Christmas or the sorry the holidays uh, to to be home too. You know what I mean? And it, it's kind of nice and it's it's kind of jovial. Here's my SAT word of the day. Um, it's kind of nice. Do you have a word of the day? No, I mean you're I one of those people to. that has like a to. like a Google thing like at a certain yeah, time I used every day. To when I was All learning right. English, yeah, yeah, back then. Did you have a favorite word? One that stuck to me was uh, lugubrious. Which I want to say was one who avoids duty by faking illness. So I kind of remembered it and I was trying to use it all the time. There's like, no way that's a real word. No, it definitely is. I swear. I, I, I'm tired. Why would I know that? I'm he is He is correct. And then I was trying to tell my teachers that. Oh, I try to say I am uh, lugubriously, uh, you know, trying to, uh, whatever, you know. But it stuck with me. SAT word. That's SAT word. Everybody that learns English has one. So. Oh, yeah. But hey, you know. But what I'm trying to say here, I think it's important that they make hay. I think it's important that they get a few <clears> bodies <throat> back a little bit, right? I mean, I, again, I don't think they've lost bodies for a long time, like Val or Mac. Uh, sorry, not Mac, but Kale, uh, Cogs doesn't seem like, or or even Bo. Um, yeah, I mean, if you get Nachushkin, Cogliano, and Makar back by the Philly game on Saturday, yeah, your lineup is fine. You're going through a normal amount of injuries at that point. Yep. If you add in Byram. For the Saturday game, like I'm kind of punting on whatever your lineup is tomorrow. Is yeah. it would be it's become an annual tradition at this point for the Avs to play the Jets with nobody with a lineup. decimated lineup, <laughs> and then Winnipeg to win that game, and for them to overreact to it. <laughs> it is my favorite thing, except for the losing part. The rest of it is wonderful. The Jets actually the Jets actually look pretty good this year, so you really don't want to give them ground in the division chase. Yep. Yeah. It would be good to drop the hammer on them early and remind them who owns this division. Yeah. <laughs> like who kind of runs shop around here. Hey, because they're right there. I mean, they're right there. Yeah. Right. And and legitimately, that's not a team that is not Vancouver. In to a lesser extent, it's not Vegas. That is not a team that is built up on a lot of unsustainable nonsense they are built on being good yep they've gotten some some guys that have overperformed a little bit mason appleton you know guy that i've liked for a couple of years oh, I like him too. finally kind of coming around eric and i like a lot of the yes. same like bottom six guys because we're like that guy works hard he yes. hits people a lot we like that guy if you're allowed to like bums it's fine ah, <laughs> god name call is this a, is this a double entendre yeah <laughs> It's a name calling. 
Do you know what that means? <laughs> <laughs> no. We're just talking about English words. I know no. what that means a lot more than I know what lugubrious means. Yeah, but apparently I know close. now. It's, so. a, it's, a, it's a real word, man. <laughs> it is. Um, but anyway, I mean, if we want to get back. Or, yeah, or, the, you know. the Jets. I mean, that's Kyle Connor is back to scoring goals like he should be. Mark Shifley has been a much better version of Mark Shifley than he has been the last couple of years when he's been kind of pouty and kind of feeling sorry <laughs> for himself and reading a little bit too much of the media criticism of him this year. He's just playing good hockey and you wonder how much not having to answer questions about leadership has yeah. helped and how much not having to answer questions about, are you going to stay? Are you going to get traded? What's going on now? He just, he signed, he's committed. Yeah. He's stuck in Winnipeg. Enjoy the winters, buddy. <laughs> stuck. Like, how much does that free a guy up to just be himself and just play hockey? I think you're seeing it with Mark Shifley. Connor Hellebuck remains good. The biggest the biggest thing here with the Jets is that they have unlocked the secret. They've gotten out of their own way defensively. They've figured out Dylan Sandberg is actually good. Logan Stanley actually sucks. Nate Schmidt has had kind of a little bit of a bounce back after looking pretty washed for a number of years in a row. They're playing good team defense. It's not great. It's average. Yeah. But that team has always had the kind of offensive talent that if even average defense in front of a goaltender of Connor Hellebuck's caliber, that team is legit. As much as I talked up Arizona last week, the Jets clear them easily. I agree. I, I, I mean, I, I named two of their forwards, but like Cole Perfetti is great. Totally. Vladislav Nemesnikov and Nito Niederreiter have both fit in there very nicely. That top, that top nine... Well, they just got Gabe Velarde back last week, too. Yeah, and 27's your boy there. Alex, I follow Nick Nick Ehlers. Starting to be Nick Ehlers again, which is a big problem for everybody else. And they have also figured out Nick Ehlers playing with Mark Shifley and Kyle Connor. That's a problem. That's a problem of a top line to handle. Look, Winnipeg is the type of team that if you took a seven-game series, I'd take the abs to win, but it wouldn't be in four. Might not yeah. be in five. I would six would be my. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. So that's a team you expect to take some games off you. Don't let it be yeah. the first one. Don't let it be in your building. So a tough matchup tomorrow night at Ball Arena. Should be a good yeah. one. And then if you got there's Philly. no kill and there's no bow, then yeah. you really are. Yeah. I mean, we'll have to wait. They had an optional today yeah. at, at Ball Arena, right? And a few guys skated, a few guys didn't. I mean, again, you're not going to get much. Out of a day like yeah. today to, to know who's going to be available tomorrow, especially when you're dealing with sickness and, you know, things like that. So I think we'll have a better idea tomorrow. Um, I want to ask you guys a quick question. If Cogliano slots back into the lineup because he's the Terminator and I just don't expect him to miss very many games. <laughs> if he slots back into the lineup, what do you do at forward? <laughs> I said Kibby Ronto. I think it's... I you're going to play McDermott and Tatar on the fourth line again sure. or... yeah. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna play Cogliano. Obviously, it depends. Like I'm, I you're probably looking at Cogliano and McDermott on the fourth line, I think, and then Tatar slots in where Kivi Ranta was, which is like a super loose. He was kind of just taking random shifts with people the other night. Yeah. Why don't you calm down over there, Tiff? Um, <laughs> no, but if Cogliano's in, I said Kivi Ranta, and then if Val is good to go, I probably said Tatar too. Really, you keep McDermott in? Sure, why not? I thought Dermy played good. I mean, he did. This is like what he's for, right? Yep. He's the guy that you put in when things don't go great. And then 
when you're healthy, you pull him back sure. out. Oh, yeah. And you know that that's not a guy. That's not a guy whose game is going to go like this. He's Curtis McDermott. Yep. And part of his value, and we've talked about this a lot this year, part of his value is he understands. Yeah. He's going to be in the lineup some nights. He's going to be out of the lineup other nights. He just is who he is. When you're healthy, you say, hey, we have better options. 100%. And, and that's where I'm yeah. That's where I'm saying, it, but what do you do? Oscar Lawson? No. Well you, have to, well, you have to keep him at center. So you're pulling him out? Yeah. I, I, again, this all, if we're saying just Cogliano's back... I guess I'm assuming Nachushkin is because he too. was just sick. Me too. Yeah, so I, I'm I sorry. So. I'll add Nachushkin and Cogliano. I'll say those yeah, two guys yeah, are back you're probably, I, I forgot about Alausen a little bit. So it's probably Tatar stays in, Alausen comes back out. But So Alausen comes out and, and Kivi comes out? Yeah. Okay. Well, Lawson is 20, 24, not yeah, 24. 24. Yeah. 20, yeah, so they, the abs don't I have, get all confused. None of these dudes can play center, so Olofsson yeah, is just kind of, of yeah, default in the lineup. Saying, yeah. All right. And then you got Saturday. Um, we got Philly. That's had a nice little turnaround. I think Torch has got them going. And they got older guys coming back this year that didn't really play last year. Couturier, uh, Atkinson. So yeah. They're doing a lot better. They're Kim Atkinson. I love that guy. Yeah, they're doing a lot better. How are you that small and that good in the NHL? <laughs> Boston College. Um, anyway. That was it. That's that's why he's so yeah, good in the NHL. Just, Boston College prepared yeah, him. Yeah. Are you allowed to say nice no, things about yeah, BC? Yeah, gotta, I, was, yeah, I don't BC like. I was gonna say for the next couple of years, aren't you super anti BC? Yeah, BU. Um, but anyway, so they're doing well. So that's that's kind of nice, right? And then we talked about Buffalo a few, you know, next week, and then Calgary coming in, and Calgary's just kind of kiff kiff, right? You know, just win one, lose one, lose four, win four. Um, the Flyers are interesting because Torts has done the Torts thing. He's torched them <laughs> yeah. up where winning against them is like going to war. But you, you might you might win the game. End, but it's you probably hurt. will yeah. win the game, but it's not gonna be fun and it's not gonna be easy. Yep. I like Torts. Good human being. Just push his buttons and, you know. He's, I like him as a head coach, too. I've always liked, I mean, I, he's I got like a timer him. on him. Yeah. Yep. But for an organization that's trying to turn it around, you look at Montreal yeah. with Martin Saint-Louis and you look at Torts. And you're like, which team is in better position? Which team's getting coached up better? Really? For my money, it's the Flyers. Yeah. And that's no offense to Martin Saint-Louis, who every time he talks in the press, I'm like, I love this guy. Yeah, I love what he has to say yeah. about development right. and youth. And then you watch Montreal play a system. That's that's my thing, because I was talking to Kay, who's a Canadians and an Avs yeah. fan last night, about Jonathan Duran. Obviously, she has been very pro-Jonathan Duran, <laughs> but you knew it was going to take some adjustment for him to come from whatever that is that they do in Montreal to Colorado, where there's a real system and there's real accountability. Yeah. yeah. And there's not a long leash for you to do things. Yep. So, I mean, you look at they Ryan Johansson hasn't been healthy scratched. Guy's playing nine minutes a night. Yeah. Supposed to be your 2C coming in. Ross Colton's already usurped that. Usurped him. Yep. And it's just like, we thought that might happen in 60 games. Not 25. Not 25. <laughs> I, whoops. So, and it's, it's interesting, but I specifically with the Flyers coming in, it's like, this is an interesting approach. Yeah. I'm... With the Avalanche kind of at the this plum position of they're like consistently a top seven team in the NHL. Mm-hmm. I've I've taken more of an interest in the rebuilding teams and their approaches. Anaheim hired a head coach that's a teacher. In yep. Cronin, you were talking about this yesterday. He spends a lot of time at the board teaching, just yep. teaching, drilling things into guys. 
Torts is going Torts to... Torts is going to teach you how to work. He's going to drag the absolute most out of whatever roster he's given. If yep. it's a talented roster, they could go and do something pretty special. If it's not such a talented roster, they're still going to overachieve. Yeah. He just can't do it for very long. It, it, the players are start tuning him out. The message yep. stops working. You need to you need to move on relatively quickly, and then you have a Saint Louis type. Um, I have no idea what kind of head coach Derek Hollande is. I have no idea. He's I don't teacher too. I don't pay attention person. to Detroit yeah. because it makes me want to light myself on fire. Uh, he's the type of coach that lets DeBrincat shoot 25% for a while. And <laughs> yeah. Well, we can ask Saturday anyway. We'll have, we'll talk to Keith Jones, the former Avalanche player, right, in the uh, TNT broadcast last few years and now president of the Flyers. He's going to be in town there. We'll talk with him That's Saturday. A, so that would be awesome. To, nice bump. Yeah. Uh, we can ask him about torts. I'd like to mean? talk to him in our third segment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> I like that. That's coming up. Yep. Coming up here. So wow. we can switch that. What a switch by Ruto. My left winger. He's like a righty, but playing on the left side. That's what <laughs> Ruto is. Um, our show brought to you by Hestra Job Gloves. Hestra Job Gloves, a job. Gloves fit great. Um, I lost them right here. Giving you great. That's the word I'm looking for right here. Great. That's the SAT word right here. You know. Dexterity. Yeah. Dexterity. That's that's an SAT word What's for the me French today. word for dexterity. I don't know what that means. So. Like if you have good hands, they're very dexterous. Like he's he's, he's got good hands on the point. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Dexterous. Yeah. He would say he has dexterous. Good hands everywhere. So yeah. it's not just on the point. Giving you some great dexterity to get the job just done. Just like guy. AJ on the point back then playing <laughs> hockey. Don't trash your good ski gloves shoveling or doing all door cold labor or changing a flat tire. You need a high quality work glove. Hestra gloves are great for year round work like for do-it-yourself projects, DIY. I knew that, see? Gardening, construction, landscaping, and any other work where you use your hands. So if you want to get the job done, a blue-collar guy like you, AJ, oh, yeah. you have those gloves. I do have those gloves in my car. I am waiting for it oh, to snow. Oh, I have them in my car, too. Yeah. I'm ready to go They're the super, big snow, big super snow, warm. Yeah. Yep. It's going to snow on Friday, so. <laughs> mm. Visit www dot hestra job dot us and use code dnvr job to get 30 percent off your next purchase and anyone looking to supply their team with high quality work gloves at a bulk rate uh can email josh jacobson at josh at hess h-e-s-t-r-a-u-s-a dot com so that's josh at H-E-S-T-R-A-U-S-A dot com. Also brought to you by Breckenridge Distillery. Founded in 2008, Breckenridge Distillery is most widely known for their blended bourbon whiskey, a high rye mash American style whiskey. Their Breckenridge bourbon is one of the most highly awarded craft bourbons in the U.S., but Breckenridge Distillery is more than award-winning spirits. You can eat at their award-winning restaurant. Enjoy. By the way, I've been there many times for my youth hockey teams. Great spot for for youth <laughs> sports. It's true. What? You said. And great food. 
enjoy show-stopping cocktails, learn about their spirits with an in-depth tasting, and get an inside look at their active production facility. Breckenridge Distillery products are available in all 50 states. Shop your local retailer or visit BreckenridgeDistillery.com for home delivery of award-winning Breckenridge spirits. I pray anywhere. Love it. Like I said, great spot, good food, good company. Uh, third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. We can have a little fun here. Uh, we still have about like 15 minutes, so we can... Do we have somebody behind us today? No. We can no. go long. We can do whatever we want. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, wasn't I wish sure. Megan was here to say the line. <laughs> yeah. No it parent. It's kind of like a parent. No parents, no rules. No, today she's an enemy. No Which parent. is kind of parent-like, kind of like I guess. Parent. Yeah. Can be. <laughs> no parents, no rules. She's truly adopting pod mom status. <laughs> she hasn't thrown anything at me yet. <laughs> oh, so. Uh, I mean, she's thrown an awful lot of shade today. <laughs> This guy says it's it's Bill Burr or Norm Macdonald, Canadian Norm Macdonald. I like it. Bill Henry. Burr, angry. Bill Burr, he's angry. <laughs> he's a Bostonian. Right? Oh, he's great. I love him. Oh yeah, he's dry, funny, right? The ball guy. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, I know who he is. His um, movie on Netflix is pretty funny too. Is it? Yeah. Oh, is he a dad or something? Yeah. Like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I I fell asleep. I mean, not because it was bad, but but I was watching it with my my kids. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, you. Funny too. See what I mean? Just constant <laughs> shade. At first, it was just me getting it. Tiff's just like, Tiff's going. She's gone yeah. with the spray and pray today. <laughs> when you're on one, you're on one. You gotta. Tiff's going. I'm kidding. Anyway, what we're talking about here for the third group, we're just trying to say a little exercise here. If you're allowed to, not allowed, you must take two guys out of the current roster oh, God, too. and replace them with oh, no. anyone you want. Around the league. So we're kind of playing GM here a little bit. Um, obviously, you have to take the cap in consideration. You know, you can't just say, well, I want to add uh, Sidney Crosby and take out, uh, you know, Kiviranta. Well, yeah, it doesn't work. Um, so, right? Yep. I would like fun. to do that, though. <laughs> yeah, I would like to me do too. that. <laughs> Not me. I love Kiviranta's name. 2C problem solved. So. <laughs> we're good. You know what? Uh, Not even give you wrong. I'll give you Rijo. It's fine. Sorry, Rijo. All right. Well, who wants to go first? My right winger or left winger? I'll go. I'll can go. I can I also just quickly add since this Eric Robinson thing has been a running. <laughs> you know what they got for him? What? A conditional seventh. That is literally nothing. That's it. <laughs> okay then. When you read the word conditional, that's you're it's right. Been, it's a, I'm immediately sidetracking us here, but it's been a pretty buyer's market so far this year yes it has a lot of cheap prices for Which guys makes me wonder if like based on a couple of the things that have already happened uh eric robinson has been in the ahl so like i get and there's money on his deal and two years left so i get that but zadorov i thought that was listen i thought that was a cheaper time. that's me same yep i mean a real cheap cheap yep. man that's what i'm saying that's that's what he's saying with the buyer's market like no, I agree. That that, that, agree. that makes me Didn't wonder, like, pay a second for that guy, like, like if the abs if the abs were to try and make a Tatar move, it's probably not going to get them any kind of return. Yep. But if it frees up money for them to go and do something else, it probably doesn't cost much to do whatever else they would like to do. Yep. I just, I don't know. 
Yeah, when somebody's talking Flipping about Bovillia, it's the hard. same thing. You know, but again, that oh, was dude, I completely forgot about yeah. Bovillia yeah. for dirt yeah. cheap. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I understood he was on their fourth line. He had yeah. four, he was he was owed four million dollars. Yeah, yeah. Chicago was willing to eat all of that money, but yeah. like Chicago needs to be taking Anthony Bovillier level shots. Yep, they have to, and I thought that was the right thing to do. Totally, and now I'm I'm like great. I should go pick that guy up in fantasy. He's going to play next to Connor Bedard eventually. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. no this was, I started the sidetrack. This is my fault. Left winger uh, first. No, if I can have anyone, and we're not fully living in the world of realism, I'm taking Tomas Tatar out of the lineup, and I'm going to Keith Jones. This feels like a common and thing. Oh, God, here I we go. I am taking Owen Tippett from the Flyers and sticking him on the Colorado Avalanche. I knew this is where we were headed. Oh, come on. You know I've always loved Owen Tippett. I know. That's why as soon as you said Keith Jones, I was like, this is Owen Tippett. <laughs> I understand in reality, Flyers probably aren't looking to move that guy. But I feel like he would be the perfect fit for the role that Tomas Tatar was supposed to play on this team. Goal-scoring winger. So you're prioritizing a wing over a center. Just because of the money involved, it's easier to fix Yep. right now. Yep. This is the most direct solution that I could come up with. I'm okay. not saying I wouldn't like a center also. Yeah. But solving this winger problem is very straightforward to me. Uh, that would be my number one. I would go. With- <laughs> I like that you're not worried about how else we make it work. It's just Tatar out and Owen Tippett in. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. So I, I had two guys for this p- specific one because yeah. Tippett is like, mm-hmm. oh, the dream. If you're not worried too much about how you actually make it work, it's Owen Tippett. If you're looking for someone you could probably do a little bit better job making it work, go back to Nashville. Look at Gus Nyquist. Am I taking all of your players? Well, Owen Tippett certainly wasn't one of mine. I I didn't think so. But but Gus Nyquist was a guy that I at least wanted to talk about. Well, we can talk about him right now then. The thing with Nyquist is he does have an extra year on his deal. So there is another year at 3.15, I think it is. In a perfect world, you'd love Nashville to retain a little bit on that (laughs) if he's coming to Colorado. 3.185, because nothing can ever be easy. (laughs) Landis Cog's old contract. Oh, my God, was that annoying? Nine random numbers. (laughs) Uh, How funny would it be if that's how they decided the last digits? They just used a random number (laughs) generator? Just to mess with it? Yeah, and they were just like... This is good. And he's like, I don't know why, but yeah, I'm good with it. <laughs> I'll take the extra $62. Yeah, that sounds good, man. <laughs> uh, what's up? Tippet at? Tippet's at like a million or 1.5 or something, so, but it's the last year of his RFA deal. So right. he's we, about to get paid a whole lot more. Sorry. Right. about to get paid. that later. Yeah, exactly. That's next year's problem. But for Nyquist, another guy I've liked for a while had had wanted the abs to potentially chase after. Same story as, as with Tippett. He's a, a guy that can help you solve your scoring in your middle six. Uh, you have an interesting conversation there once Kovalenko gets here. But if we're talking about right now, I would love Gus Nyquist or Owen Tippett on the abs. I'll let uh, AJ do one of his targets too. So I'm going to stay in Nashville, um, but I'm going to move go center here obviously tatar yeah um but also pros with tough and i'm gonna sure. i'm gonna add their money up and i'm gonna get kevin lincoln in mm-hmm. i don't know why everybody loves that guy good dude backup I'm, typical I yeah. trusting them and he's not small I mean, sure. he's not a guy that you would say is really big good which the abs always really see see everybody loves the guy was so great world champion I, I know it's world championships but he was <clears> great Three years ago, or yeah. four years ago, whatever, he was outstanding. And he's only making two million. He's a UFA at the end of the year, but 
you put him behind the avalanche defense. And I would say I am much more comfortable with the backup goaltender than I am right now. It's no offense to Prozvatov, but a little offense to Prozvatov. Um, just because the ads are not in the, this window of like developing. They don't have the time to wait and see this guy. Yeah. Like if you wanted a development guy, use dishonored in is right there, dude. He's right there. So I'm I'm combining that money and I'm saying I'm I'm getting Kevin Lincoln in. Realistically, you'd have to do something else. You know, you have to give him a pick or a prospect or whatever to make Nashville happy. But in this exercise and the rules that we were given, we were not building trades. Yep. We were building move money out and yeah. move money in. Yep. That's simple. Simple. So um that's that's where I'm I started was Kevin Lincoln in. Makes sense. I went a little higher, higher money. Um, I don't know how you do it, but I was exchanging a body for a body, and it's the same price. So I was taking Elias Lindholm and taking Rijo out. It's the same money. Um, I don't know how you do that. Um, yeah. Obviously, I'd have to be picked some more. Draft capital, Sean Barron's, <laughs> and <there's> more. <laughs> but... I love Elias Lindholm. I do believe they're going to move on from him in Calgary. Um, warrior, two-way player, PPPK. Uh, got to get paid a shit ton of money. Yeah. Um, there's no but, keeping him. Yeah, there's there's it, no illusions this about is a keeping rental, him. No, there's a rental. Yeah. This is, you're bringing um, him in to do the job that Rajo was supposed to do, yeah. and you're upgrading your yeah. 2C. You're not having 2C no conversations. I mean, he's been fine for what he's been asked to do, like we talked about. Right. It is what, but I'm saying, if I can find a way to get Elias Lindholm, and I went higher in the mm-hmm. salary ranges, but that's my guy. Yeah. Who's your second guy? Uh, second guy, I went on the defensive side. You drop out Jack Johnson. Uh, did kind of the same thing I did with the forwards. The younger guy I would love to have if we are living in an imaginary world where teams don't want to keep those guys. Uh, Yusuf Alamaki out of Arizona. Yeah. Would absolutely love to drop him in on the bottom pairing of the abs. Let him do his thing. Be a super solid piece for you down there. And then hopefully can continue to do stuff for you going forward. Uh, the other one I had, okay, well, so I have two. Everyone already knows the Brendan Dillon thing. I've talked about that a million times. Love him. Would do it in a heartbeat. Unfortunately, the Jets are too, I know, they're too, too good. good at this point. Yeah. So the dream is dead. And then the other one that I like is also one that wouldn't really happen because the Leafs desperately need defensemen too. Yeah. But Jake McCabe, I think, would be a perfect fit oh, for the yeah. Avs bottom pairing. Would do everything that Jack Johnson does, but better. Teams are always after this guy. I mean, Jake, I swear, like it's it's every year, and I and I know he was hurt a couple of years ago, whatever mm. it was. But teams are always after him. But to get back to Valmaki, yep. though, I mean, familiar with him uh, in the Calgary days. Uh, here's you. So I I think he was a young guy, a man's body, right for for a young kid, and uh, so probably many injuries got to the the NHL too early, too quick, and then injuries took over. And bad luck there, the knee a couple years in a row. And he was really on a trajectory that was going really, you know, like that. And uh, and then, like I always say, when there's a change in coaches, you, you're going to gain some players, you're going to lose some players. Yuso was one guy that was lost in the shuffle of Daryl Sutter. Daryl was not a fan of, of his. Somebody had to be sacrificed for Big Z to be so successful. But that's because somewhere, <laughs> somehow, you know, it, it kind of all equaled out. And he got lost in the shuffle. And then next thing you know, he was gone. And, you know, obviously kind of rebuilt himself back up. And Arizona's done a good job. But that was that's a good pick by you. He's, he's a better player than people 
uh, tend to forget that he was a high-end player in the National Hockey League at a very young age. So, who'd you have? Um, I got a depth forward because you guys know how I love my is it mediocre depth. It is not. Okay. So, we all went with winger. Well, you went with Lindholm, but that's not really a depth forward. That's a, no. Yeah, that's a... You know, the big old swing man. Yeah. <laughs> you you use the Shohei bat. <laughs> um, no, I I plucked Daniel Sprong out of Detroit. Yeah. Just purely as a put this guy into your middle six somewhere. He's always been a really efficient goal scorer, five v five. He's continuing to do it and cost two million dollars. Dude just wants a team of twelve Ross Coltons. <laughs> and <laughs> You wouldn't win very many games. <laughs> um, so I, I, you know, Sprong is one of those guys that when he was a free agent, it was kind of like, what's going on here? Yeah, like why the, is this he's, taking? He's so coming long. off a twenty yeah. goal season in Seattle, which obviously is an aberration career wise, but he's right in the prime of his career. But he's so cost efficient. That's yeah. exactly what the Avs need to be. That's the point here, is to look for cost efficiency. Certainly, in trade assets, Elias Lindholm isn't cost efficient, but at four point eight million, his play is cost efficient as hell. Yeah. yeah, as a true two C, that's way better than that. Yeah, yeah, he's he's really good. Um, the other guy, the other guy, I so I'm cheating. I'm going with the third guy, but the Islanders are kind of shitty. Yeah, they just are. Sure, um, and they're also kind of committed to their roster for a long time. So I'm yeah. cheating and I'm taking one of their younger guys that they've just never found a home for in Oliver Wallstrom. He's a good shooter. And my hope is that they could teach him to be Andre Burakovsky. The hope is that he could be a second or third line guy that could score goals for you right now. I would say not third line guy. Cause you really like that third line when you're healthy. But if you were to have a second line of a Lekkonen, Rijo, and Wallstrom, and you actually give Wallstrom those kinds of minutes, and you give him more opportunity, because he's been a little bit buried in, in New York. They've never really fully trusted him. They play a super defensive style. It's not very fun. Let, let him kind of play more to his strengths, and I want to see what he does. He's easily the most unproven guy that we've talked about so far, but he's kind of the cheap, bigger swing that you might get a really good return on and may not cost a lot based on certainly the market that has developed and uh, just how much he could, he's uh, under a million dollars this year cost efficiency. I, I think it's interesting that we're both looking at a lot of efficient goal scorers here as something that you'd like to see the abs pick up for their middle six, because when you look at how Colorado is built, you feel really good about that third line. You have a miles wood and a Logan O'Connor, that do a lot of the more grindy things, but aren't going to give you yeah. a ton of goals. You have a Jonathan Drew who's starting to figure it out as a guy that you're not asking to score goals. You're asking him to set up goals. Yeah. So that leaves some spots in the middle six where you're asking for guys to put pucks in the back of the net, similar to what Ross Colton is doing. Yeah. Yeah. And I would just, just quickly, I want to, there's a comment in here about the Kovalenko hype. I think, our show, I know a lot of our listeners have jumped on the, well, he's going to be, he's going to play on your second line or whatever. I think our show has said if he's a bottom six player and he's an effective bottom six player, 
right away. Huge win. Great. That's great. Because if to in for my money, if he can take Logan O'Connor's spot on that third line and Logan O'Connor goes down and makes your fourth line that much better, yep. it's not that you lose out on Logan O'Connor. It means you play your fourth line more. You have a three A and a three B at that. Because point, when yeah. Logan O'Connor was on that fourth line next to Frederick Olofsson and Andrew Cogliano, yep. your fourth line was dominating its shifts. Yeah. I don't think that's a coincidence. Logan O'Connor gets moved up to your third line. Your third line is very good. If Kovalenko can take that right wing spot on one of those lines, ideally it's your third line right away. But if it has to be your fourth line, fine. That's fine. Yep. And he's totally free. He's not going to cost you anything in trade. You drafted him 9 million years ago. It's time. He's developed. He's a, he's a beast in the KHL. Yeah. Bring him over. He's going to be a bowling ball here. The one guy you were talking about, Wallstrom, is just a product of USA Hockey and mm-hmm. hasn't really unlocked his full potential, right? Um, another BC boy, um, mm. Boston College. Another um, guy I hated in his draft year. Yeah, he, he, I think I he's, did not. You did not. He's not there yet. He hasn't lo- unlocked it and maybe mm-hmm. a, a thing like that. And then you got to remember the exercise we're doing. It's not so much, for example, let's use Lindholm for Rigel. First of all, nobody would make a trade Lindholm for Rigel. Um, Other stuff would have to I, happen. That, no, no, I know. Just so, hey, so just chat on the Ken Holland exists. Anything yeah. is possible. Okay. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Anything it's more, is possible. It's more like we're saying something has to come off the books for something to come in. Yeah. So that, there's my last player. For me, it's, uh, you know, I would move on from Prospetov and, and get Stolars out of Florida and this is a really good idea yeah. too. You know, I, I'm not I saying it's one for one. I'm saying is it that you put one on waivers and then you give a you know a pick or whatever it is. Is it mm. Tomas Tatar? Is it whatever you know? Um, I mean, a, a Tomas Tatar for Anthony Stolarz straight up. Yeah. Financially, it makes sense. Yeah, yep. it fits needs for both teams. It gives Tatar a fresh start in Florida early enough in the season that he's not trying to fit it all into 20 games. Yep. Yeah. And Stellars replaces Prozvatov. You put Prozvatov on waivers. He either goes down to the AHL and you feel a lot better about your AHL tandem with Prozvatov and Ananen, or someone claims him. And somebody claims gone. him, yeah. and then we talk about Ivan Prozvatov the way we talk about Devin Dubnik's Avalanche tenure. Yep. You know, remember when kind of capacity. Yep. And, uh, on so Florida's, I love I love this idea. This on Florida's side, Spencer idea. Knight comes up, it takes their backup spots. Exactly. That's, yeah, at some and point he's gonna this is where. This is my favorite idea just because it it makes so much sense and it it checks all the boxes. You get better, you you save a little bit of money. Yep. After all the moves that get made, you end up saving about a million dollars, maybe a little bit more. What's the yep. downside here? I don't see one. The downside is Stellars comes in and is not great. Yeah. Totally sucks yeah. and you're still looking for a backup goaltender. Yeah, but he's, he's he'd be fine because yep. I'm a genius. <laughs> well, our show is brought to you by High Plains Strains. I'm going to start using that for my justification for whatever. Oliver Wallstrom, I'm a genius. I'm a genius. High so, Plains Strains. Sounds like you went to High Plains Strains, if that's how you're Yes. <laughs> provides top Rude. quality cannabis and a wide variety of products. Check them out for your needs, including infused edibles, high potency concentrate, and some of the best flour in the state. There are three High Plains strains location in Colorado, uh, Log Lane Village, Garden City, and Seg- Sedgwich. 
Is that how we said Sedgwick? Sedgwick, I think. Sedgwick. So if you're in northern, uh, northeastern Colorado, they're the dispensary for you. Use code DNVR online or mention DNVR in stores now to get a half ounce or $45, a full ounce for $80. Veritas? Veritas. Veritas. See, French again. Veritas. He doesn't like those Latin words. That's right. I asked you last time, too. Mm -hmm. It's the second time. For $25 and more. Um, any last thoughts on, you know, before going to Super Chats on what's coming up? And I mean, I like I like the idea of, I, I think deadline stuff is too early. But I do think that you are starting to have the conversation. Ryan Johansson especially, like, he scored a bunch of goals in that, like, one stretch. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's I don't think it's urgent if he especially if that production starts to pick up elsewhere, starts picking up a handful of points. You're like, OK, this is this is OK, but he's not an expiring guy. You There's have him for year. another year. Yeah. No, so my question, my question would be, how comfortable are the avalanche with that? I know Tomas Tatar, like, I think that's a small problem. That is a small problem. And and I think it works itself out. Either the Avalanche find a taker and they they move him for a draft pick and they use that draft pick somewhere else to in in trade, or they move him in a Stellars type deal. Where they get better at a position and you just and they save a little bit of money and you feel fine with it. I I don't know what to do about Ryan Johansson. Well, the, the, the reason everyone's talking about Tatar is because that's an easy problem to solve. Yeah, the guy has zero goals. Yeah. It's an, it's it's easy to identify. And, well, and not only that, it's yeah. easy to move him out, move something in. When yeah. you're talking about moving out a guy with an extra year in Rijo at $4 million, yeah. when you're talking about trying to solve a 2C spot, you're either YOLOing and being like, well, maybe Ross Colton can do it. Or yeah. you're putting together a blockbuster like someone like Lindholm yeah. is. I coming. mean, how much better do you feel about... Nathan McKinnon, Elias Lindholm, Ross Colton, going into a best of seven. Yeah. How much better do you feel about that versus Nathan McKinnon, Ross Colton, maybe Ryan Johansson, maybe somebody else, and then again, four C is whatever. That's a good point. Like, like that's C Max not worried about the regular season, right? Ryan Johansson gets you through eighty two games just fine. Mm -hmm. The Avalanche are in first place in the division right now. They're in first place. And Tomas Tatar has zero goals. Ryan Johansson has one assist. Like, it's not that the offseason moves haven't worked. It's just that they've only worked in extremes and in short bursts. Uh, The one thing I would say with the Ryan Johansson situation, with Tatar, it's a lot of, oh, we don't really know where he fits in our lineup. Yeah. With Rijo, it's, does he make more sense? Does he fit better with a healthy Arturi Lekin in the top six? Yeah, that's right. Are there other pieces that would make this work that the abs unfortunately haven't had enough time to really sort through because of injuries, because of guys popping in and out of the lineup, because they had to figure out what they were doing with the Jonathan Druin? Why won't Jared Bednar just play Miko Rantanen with him? Preach it to the choir here, man. Rijo. With Uh, Ryan Johansson. No Miko and Ryan Johansson. They've hardly played any time at all together. Yep. What am I missing? I don't know. I'm I'm with you. I would split them up for a bit. I mean, I would. So, like like last night. Yeah, and like even put when those bodies, you know, put those guys together. I don't care if it's Oscar Olaus. I don't care if it's Riley Tufty on the other side. 
put those guys together and see if they can work a little bit. You have a guy that wants to defer all the time with a guy that should be trying to shoot all the time. Yep. I'm just baffled at the insistence of like, we're not doing this. <laughs> shut up, AJ. Shut up, AJ. Well, speaking of shut up, we can go to the super chats. So AJ stops babbling. <laughs> um, Fair enough. Love it. $10 from Sean says, hey, boys, I will be making my first pilgrimage. Did I say it right? Mm-hmm. To the bar and the DNVR takeover this Saturday. Woo. Do you have any pro strats Strats for parking in the rear? Can't wait to see you all. Well, you guys are the veterans here. You uh, can answer that one. It's the one thing unfortunate about the bar. Parking is not great. Yeah, best of luck. Yep. There, if you get here early, there is parking in the back of the bar. Uh, otherwise, you kind of just have to wing it. You can get street parking, which is free on weekends around the bar. All mm-hmm. of the, the meters yeah. are shut off, so you don't have to pay. Uh, some people like to park at the bank. Some people will go over park behind the T-Mobile that's next to us. There's a there's a paid lot as well. If yep. you're looking for something that you're like, oh, I think this is safer, or more com- more comfortable. Um, and it's not very expensive. Um I've paid for it a few times over the years, and it's it's pretty negligible. Yep. All right. Well, see you there, Sean. And then we have uh, Flats Super Chat, yep. $65. Thank you, Flats. Swedish books. Love it. Swedish kroner. Swedish kroner. Forsberg dollars. Forsberg yeah. dollars. I like Fopa bucks. Fopa bucks. bucks. There you go. Two questions for Biggie. What does good leadership mean, and do the Avs have enough of it without Landy. Cheers from Sweden. Skull. That's what they say in Sweden. Skull. Um, no, I do believe, uh, first of all, we're all big Landy fans here. So uh, we've talked about this. Um, uh, I just, I, I'm listen, you can never have enough leadership, right? You know what I mean? So um, do they have enough? Uh, yes. I think that the guys have learned a lot through the championship run two years ago. I think they learned a lot about themselves last year, losing Landy and having all those injuries and having guys step up. And you got to remember, again, it's the old cliche. You don't need a letter to be a leader on the team like that. Colorado doesn't have a letter. Um, He's a leader. Um, I mean, I can name so many guys over the years. Um, So for me, there is enough. I think they can overcome it. Uh, But we all wish that. At some point, Landis Cog makes his way back. That would be awesome. Um, it would help in you know, so <laughs> many ways. So, much in so many ways. And, uh, you know, skull to Landy, and, uh, which means cheers in Swedish. I know my Swedish words from my days with Forsberg. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, that was, uh, it's a great question. And, um, you know, what was there? Two questions. What is, what does good leadership mean? Okay, yeah, good leadership mean it means that you know you're able to overcome things. For me, uh, as a group, uh, through adversity, not when things are rosy and everyone's winning and scoring. It it's when the boat rocks a little bit. I think that's where you see the true colors uh, of players and leadership and staff and front office uh, is through adversity. It's not when things are rosy. So that's for me. Uh, is a good sign here. And I think they have great leadership in Bednar uh, and his coaching staff because it's never an excuse when there's injuries and stuff like that. I think that C-Mac and Joe and company are outstanding with the way they uh, they go through things. 
uh, whether it's it's crisis or like I said through adversity or when things are going well. And I think the players, like we just talked about, I've I've learned to deal with it. They, they, you can't be a crybaby. You can't be uh, you can't be like a, an emotional teenager. You know what I mean? And and that's what that's kind of what it is, right? As a group, you learn how to lose. You learn how to win. You learn how to do all that. So it comes with leadership, and that's what good leadership means. Yeah, I mean, I think you said it right. Good leadership is you are a group. That's right. You have buy-in from everyone on the team. And, yeah. and you know, obviously leadership comes from a lot of places. But when you have the whole team saying after losses, hey, we didn't do good enough, you don't mm-hmm. have anyone saying, you're like, oh, I got mine. I don't care about y'all. That's where I see good leadership. And, and you talk about the organization as a whole. Good leadership isn't just what happens in the room. Yeah, that's right. You know, you look at the adversity that the Avalanche faced earlier this year. They got shut out in three games. They got blown out embarrassingly twice in seven days. Mm-hmm. They lost five of seven. Like, that was... Look at look at how the Avalanche handled that. And hate to hate to bag on them. I, I don't hate it. It's fine. You look at how Edmonton as an organization handled... They're really glacially slow they start. They fell apart. Well, and, and you look at the press conference that they had when they fired Jay Woodcroft. Yeah. Where you 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 have your general manager. No, we didn't talk to the players. Yeah, we, you know, we and always then, and the players. And, <laughs> and their president immediately contradict each yeah. other. Yeah. Like they couldn't even get on the same page for five minutes. Yeah. And, and their whole thing has just been Leon and Connor will save us. Leon and Connor got this. That's it. Tough out here. And the Avalanche haven't done that. The Avalanche are like, the Avalanche approach adversity with a certain level of maturity that you see. There's a reason they won a Stanley Cup. You think that winning a Stanley Cup was easy? People people talk about that. Sixteen, they went sixteen and four. What did they? They went like six and one or something in overtime games. Yeah, it was outrageous. Like they were, they were. A thin margin away from that run being much more complicated and stressful than it was, or it ending early. Yep. I. That's and and the, replacing that leadership, it is hard. Replacing Darren Helm, it is hard. Yeah. You know, replacing Nazem Kadri, it is hard. Finding two C in the NHL is very difficult to do. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of teams that have two C's that are playing as one C's because they just don't have better options. Finding a true blue two C, it's it's a hard thing to do. It might, it's not as hard as finding a franchise center or franchise defenseman or franchise goalie. But finding one of those, it's very hard to do. Finding the Devon Taves of forwards is very hard to do. And when you look at the leadership of the organization and you worry about how do you replace Darren Helm? How do you replace Eric Johnson? There's a reason Jack Johnson is here, mm-hmm. right? It's not entirely about what he does on the ice. They right. value who he is as a person. The, the, we saw him on the, on the cup run. Did he play very much? No. Did he handle it just fine? Yes. Do we know what Caleb Jones is going to do if they're in the third round of a playoff series and he gets stuck on a long shift against Connor McDavid in a conference final or more likely at this point, uh, Jack Eichel and Mark Stone? Do we have any idea what Caleb Jones is going to do? No. The guy could completely wilt. We have no idea. 
And that's why teams value experience. And that's, that's right. where leadership is built through experience. Mm -hmm. And that's why teams love it. We know what we're getting with this guy. And you look at the Avalanche as an organization, of course they would benefit from Gabe Landeskog. Of course they would. But replacing those kinds of guys, it's hard to do because there's just not many of them and they're all in demand. Yep. All of them. So it's a tough thing to do and the Avalanche have work to do. They're in first place in their division right now and we're talking about they've got work to do. It's a good place to be in life. Yep. And they got four games coming up at home here and then uh, we'll be right on top of it. Tomorrow we'll be back with... Uh, Regular game at 7, right? So pregame yep. around 6.30. Is there a watch along tomorrow? I'm not too sure. Never know with the Nuggets schedule. <laughs> no watch There should along. be. Oh, yeah. there is. Oh, I'm sorry. Is I, think I, I think I checked their schedules. I think next week is the first. When they were back on again. Yeah, yeah, next Monday or Tuesday or whatever. Whenever the Nuggets are in Atlanta, I think, is the next time that, that there's well, anyway, a crossover. Drop us a like. Uh, follow us on DNBR Avalanche. Follow Rudo, follow Megan and uh, AJ with their writing stuff, which is awesome. Always good stuff like studs and duds. And do we call it Angley's Angle yet? Or but whatever. Nah, that, that's unofficial. Un unofficial. unofficial. Yeah. We call it that. Right, unofficial. Uh, but once again, you know, follow us and looking forward to, if you haven't signed up yet, Saturday, DNVR Takeover, Avalanche. Coming have some fun with us, right? Come and uh, get some uh, some beers, some twenty five dollars snarf card. Come watch the game. Come and hang out with my Dude, wingers. Eighty bucks to be with the vibe tribe. Yeah, eighty bucks. Nice it's fun, and maybe you'll see Rudo take a shirt off at Ball Arena. Who knows? You never know what's gonna happen. But <laughs> sure is a fun time. Few tickets left available, so get on it and join us Saturday for a fun game against Philly. It's always fun to play against Philly. Hopefully there's a few Philly fans in the building and there always are. We go at it with them. It'd be awesome. Um, I'm sure Susie's hanging around somewhere. Yeah. Susie's <laughs> around. All right. Well, anyway, good job today. Fun. Thanks for chatting along with us and uh, we will see you tomorrow for another awesome day of hockey here in Colorado and avalanche land. See you tomorrow. We all silly like the mayor.